What's going on, everyone? And welcome to Conversations with Ask Ash featuring Nick Rich. One of the reasons why I invited Nick on the podcast is because his content provokes emotion. It's amazing what he's able to create with Photoshop, video, images, whatever it is that he does, it tells a story. And so I had to have Nick on the podcast. So let's tune in to Nick's story. What's happening, everyone? This is Ashley Schuler. Welcome to season one of Conversations with Ask Ash. This is the Trailblazer season, and I have a very special guest. I'm so excited. One of my favorite, favorite, create anything in the universe type of person. His name is Nick Rich. Nick, welcome to the show. I am glad to be here, Ashley. What's going on? I'm excited for you to be on. I want to first kick it off with who is Nick Rich? I don't want to, you know, tell people who you are because I got like a whole whole different type of names <laughs> for you. But I wanted you to tell the people who are you? Um, I've been called a jack of all trades over the years. Um, I do a lot of things. Uh, let's just say I'm a creative person. I'm now a content creator, creative director. Um, some might call me a photographer. Some might call me just a graphic designer. Uh, I just like to create. So I'm, I'm a creator. That's who I am. You are a creator. So you create all types of things. Now, going back to, no, let's back it up. If you were to actually like meet your 14 year old self or like even your 21 year old self now, like did the, did those individuals know that this was like your gift? Absolutely not. Uh, when I was <laughs> when I was 14, I was into music heavy. Um, by the time I was 21, um, I actually had a studio that I built in my home. I was engineering, wow. making music. I was heavy into music. Um, I was recording artists. I was mixing songs, making my own beats. I had about 600 beats in my catalog and I hadn't even thought about graphic design or anything yet. So, yeah, my 14 year old self in 21 was 22 was when I transitioned over to graphics. So, yeah. Wow. So you were into music. That was like, that was heavy. like the heavy into, that was heavy. like the first love. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. No, no, so, I used to draw. Okay. And so I used to draw a lot. I actually um, tried to go to art school, which was one of my first letdowns. I didn't get into the school. They didn't, they didn't accept my work. And I was like, what? And wow. my family, friends, I still have those. So I had to su submit um, six canvas drawings on like a 16 by 20. I had to draw a self-portrait, which was trash looking at it now. I, I wouldn't accept, I wouldn't have accepted myself back then either, but my fruit was all that. My, my buildings <laughs> were fire. I still had right. perspective shadows and everything. So just to go into what may have been um, in media this whole time, which is which led me to where I am now. My grandmother, who uh, recently passed away just a few months ago, she could draw and paint anything. She wow. could see something. She could paint something. If she, if she still were alive today, she'd be 98 years old. She could paint something that she saw 40 years ago to, the, to the very shadow, the bird that was flying across the sky and to scale from the sun hitting the shadow, she could paint anything. And my father was an architect for 
Let me see. I don't even want to see if he hears this podcast, he's gonna kill me. But Philo was an architect for about 30 plus years, maybe wow. Even 40. So art has always been in me. I just didn't activate it until you know. Well, we we're we gonna get into that. We're gonna get into okay. that. Okay, no, I mean that's I mean that's a follow-up question. So it's music, but art has always been in you. So you always had the creative mind. So how did you how do you step into this creation piece, this other form of creating? I'm um, honestly so oh, I hate telling people this story. I used to model. Okay. And I didn't I, I didn't want to stay in that world. I, I would I would I modeled for a few agencies and then I started doing a few runway shows and that triggered just I was like, I cannot do this. So one of my last photo shoots, the photographer, um, I said, hey, um, I want to learn from you. And he's like, learn what? I was like, I want to learn how to shoot. And he said, do you have a camera? I said, no. At the time, I had a uh, a point and shoot Canon power shot. I think it was like two hundred. Wow! He sold me the camera he shot me with that day, and I sh- his name is Aaron Stallworth. We're still great friends. This this was two thousand and five, I believe. Um, sold me that camera that day, and I shadowed him for the next three months. He taught me everything, like lighting, composition, aperture. Um, ISO, white balance, everything. I I literally wow. sat him for three months to learn everything about photography. And so, now, mind you, I'm still recording. I'm still in my studio doing music. A few of the artists that were coming down said, "Hey, I see the camera over there. Uh, do you do artwork? I need you to do my mixtape cover." I'm like, "Artwork? What? You mean design?" Like I was like, "No, nah, I don't do that." Like, come on, man, you can do it. Just take a pic with me. Let's go outside real quick. Take a picture. Just. Slap my name on it. So like my very first artwork was done in like Microsoft PowerPoint. I, I'm ashamed to say wow. it. I, I, okay. I remember some of those pieces. <laughs> Promise you. I'm so glad my computer crashed. Uh, that's another piece of the story. My my entire music catalog was lost. Backup hard drives and everything. Uh, computer crashed. There was some water damage. Oh, no. Like I lost probably 10 years of music. Crush me. Oh, that's. Yeah, that's crying time. Yeah, but that, that, you know, I mean, looking back on it, that's what kicked my transition off to take graphic on as a, Mm. like, full time. So hurt me in the moment, but I wouldn't be here if it didn't happen. Wow. Okay. So you were able to make that transition. Okay. Music is not, you know, in the path, but you mentioned something really key. You had someone that showed you the ropes. And in your content, which everyone needs to follow Nick. Nick, what's your um, IG? Um, just Nick Rich. Just Nick Rich. Inside your content, what I love is that there's a lot of stories that you're telling, um, whether it's advice, um, whether it's helping people with tips in uh, graphic design or editing. And, but you often also talk about people who've helped you along the way. How has mentorship um, helped you in your, in your path? Man, where where do I start? Where do I start? Um, yeah, I, right, I've been blessed to be connected to uh, like a lot of great people over the years. So um, during my transition, uh, when I was 21 years, actually when I was 21, 20 years old, uh, I started going to church. Funny story. I was on my college campus, uh, hungover from the night before guy that lived next to me was like, uh, hey, go to church with me. I'm like, I'm like, bro, we were fried last night. What do you mean go to church? Like, 
come on, man, my girl wants me to go to this. I'm like, all right, all right, I'll go. Ended up getting saved at that wow. church service. The the mm. assistant pastor that was there that night took me to his church that Sunday, um, mega church. And from there, I met the choir director. Me and him got cool. He found out I can sing. You won't even know this. I sang on the choir with him, helped him build a group. And we traveled the country singing for like six years. But he was, oh, wow. he was my first real mentor, like outside of my older brother, my father, obviously. Um, took me under his wing, um, showed me um, a lot of aspects of business because he had his own business. So he he kind of showed me my first taste of entrepreneurship because I was working for him. I was booking our gigs, uh, flights and stuff like that, like just handling things on my own. So from there, he was on the radio. That's where I met Q, Quincy Harris, a.k.a. QD. Hi. You know him, right? Yeah. Right. So. I ended up getting a job at the radio station as digital coordinator, um, doing pretty much what I do now, design stuff, a lot of system stuff, which I hate systems. Uh, man, good grief. I can't stand it. But I ran into Q and Q is how I met Eric Thomas. Okay. Q told me about E.T. back in 2013. I'm like, who? Who's E.T.? Start watching the videos. Um, Q brought him to Philly. And that's where I met E. And that's that was back in the end of 2013. So this is how pretty much from my the guy who lived next to me, college campus, took me to church. I met Lonnie Hunter. That's I don't think I said his name, Lonnie. I met Lonnie. Lonnie brought me to the radio station. Met Q. Q met ET. Boom. <laughs> Hear me? Wow. Because yeah, that's that's how that happened. So I've I've been connected to people and Q, like I I got off the phone with Q right before we started talking. Like I'm still connected to every last one of these people so I can pull from anyone at any time whenever I'm going through something or if I need help navigating a situation, I can call any one of them at any time. So mentorship is key out here. It's like you you need to be attached to somebody because when you feel like you're ahead of everybody else, you're in the wrong place. You need somebody that can mm-hmm. that can help you out of a situation. And you know that's a cliche statement, but it's so true. Like when when you feel like you're the smartest in the room, you're in the wrong room. And that's the and that's the truth in terms of how you're going to push yourself to growth, right? Absolutely. And how you're actually going to grow in your profession, whether you have a career, whether that's entrepreneurship or whatever area in your life. And so with that said, you know, you've grown in like many different areas, you know, with your content, um, in terms of, you know, how your, you know, entrepreneurship. How critical was it for you in terms of like aligning yourself with like the right people in terms of like, okay, I'm going to take this next step for business. Mm -hmm. So were you like, I'm going to do the solo dolo or were you like, you know, you know, how did you, how did you form that, that next step? Uh, so just like, you know, E talks about, you got to find your why, right? I had two kids. So that's my why I didn't, it, it wasn't a, and, a, a choice for me and the choice wasn't even given to me. So let me, let me take you back to, I can't forget this date. Let me take you back to June 16th, 2012 family tradition every year. As soon as my kid, like that weekend after my kids last day of school, we took the kids to Hershey park. They love Hershey park. Like we, that's just we got Dorney Park. We got Six Flags. We got all these other places. They want to go to Hershey Park. They want, you know, the water park and all that stuff. So 
I'm on I'm on my vacation week. I'm still working in corporate at the time at the radio station. I didn't have service. You know, I'm at the amusement park. You you don't have cell phone service. So I go to my locker. We leave the water park. I got a voicemail. So okay, and I, and I got a text from my guy that worked at the station with me. He's like, "Yo, check your voicemail." So okay, cool. Voicemail. He tells me they're downsizing and basically letting me go July twenty third. 2012, literally six weeks from that day. I called him. Wow. I said, wait, what? Every Friday, we had a digital call, a digital corporate, you know, um, phone call that we had to hop on. They announced it on that phone call, but I was, you know, I was on, on vacation. I'm at Hershey Park with my kids. They announced that July 23rd, 2012 would be my last day of work. Now, there were 16 of us total, right? So... I was the digital coordinator in Philadelphia responsible for setting up, you know, online contests for the radio station, everything design wise. But I also worked for the main hub in New York um, for any national campaigns that came down that had to hit all 16 markets. They wanted to keep me and three other people to take on the work of all 16. Mind oh, no. you, my, my workload was already crazy, right? Like I'm talking about crazy. I worked for sales and programming at the radio station doing all kinds of things. And not only did they want to keep me, I had to work out of the Manhattan office. Wow. This was a big decision to make. You know, at the time I was married, I had a, had a two-year-old and a six-year-old. They weren't willing to give me a raise. Mm. I said, I left Philadelphia. So you want me to commute to Manhattan or move? Was, and, you know, I even asked them, hey, can I, you know, can I do three? Three days in the office, two days at home. No, we need you in the office every day. I said, okay, goodbye. Right. I left. That, so that was the, they gave me that choice. You know, like my why was my kids. And I had already been doing some things on the side, you know, outside of that. I, I, I built a little bit of a name of myself in Philadelphia as the, you know, one of the graphic designers. There are several other of us around. Um, but that was, you know, it wasn't really a choice. It was, okay, I'm going to do this. And it was at that moment, it was like a light switch that hit me. I didn't wait till July 23rd. I, that day when I got home from Hershey Park, I said, boom, I'm going. Registered my uh, company name, LLC, and I just took off. Now, I didn't know what I was doing, but I just had to take that step. I said, okay, because I, I was at a crossroads anyway. I didn't know what my next step, I was still exactly dabbling mm-hmm. music bit on the side i didn't really know and it, it was at that moment i said okay something's gotta happen i got two kids that's dependent on me i have to i have to do something so that was it so that was it that was that was that moment that was that decision and so when you sort of woke up the next day or in those next months you know what was that like in terms of forming your business and sort of, you know, you have your name out there. So was it easy to get clients? You know, how was that process? <laughs> you said the word easy. I just had to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. So just to be completely transparent, that was um, absolutely terrifying. I had clients, but they weren't wasn't the clients that I wanted at all. Like, again, I had no idea what it was like to not have a safety net. To not know that, yeah. you know, every two weeks I was getting paid. Uh, I, I knew that I had health insurance. Um, I like it, it's it's different when every moment you're awake, you're depending on you for income. It is very different. And um, it's scary. 
when when yeah. you have people depending on you. If it's just you, it's like, oh, cool. I'll, I'll, you know, if I lose everything, I'll go crash at mom and pop's house on the couch. But at the time, I was married. I had a wife and two children depending on me. And it was like, bruh, like every moment that you're awake, every moment that you decide to not get out of the bed in the morning and, you know, hit the snooze button or, you know, not take an online course to try to learn something new or every book that you're not reading. Like every single thing that I did was now pouring into the empire that, that I decided that I was going to build. Like I could have gotten another job. I could have applied to do anything else. I could have applied to be a designer anyone else, or anywhere else. I could have gotten a warehouse job. I could have. There were several other options available for me back in 2012. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted me. I wanted Nick Rich to go. I wanted that to be a name in every creative world. Now, I was heavy back then in the gospel industry. I was designing for a lot of gospel artists, which I still work with today. Tasha Cobbs is one of my main clients. I still have a great relationship with her. A lot of people don't know that because I don't I don't I'm not one of those People are like, oh, I got this client. I got that client. I, I've worked with several celebrity clients and I just was like determined to build out my name to where you could come to me for anything. Now, that right there is one of my first failures. I, I wanted to be everything to everybody. You need a photo shoot done? Cool. I'll fly out and do it. You need your event covered? I'll come out, take pictures. I'll edit the pictures. I'll chop up the video. I'll do that for you. You need a website? Cool. I'll sit down and do the website. You need flyers? I'll do every flyer for everything that you possibly need. And I, I, this was my promise to everybody. So I, I was all over the place and I needed to be in one lane. So that was one of my first failures. I know we're not talking about failures yet, but yeah, that was that was my mindset back then. I wanted to I wanted anyone that had a thought of creating anything business brand wise, event wise. I wanted them to come to me first. And it was, you know, there were a lot. Of, it was a lot of competition. Back then, I, I looked at it as competition instead of looking at my own self as competition. I looked at what everyone else was doing. So it was like, I got to do this. 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 But at in that moment, in that time, I, I, I just did what I had to do. I rocked out. But I think that's so important that you bring that up in terms of your as you were growing, you know, you were saying, I, I have all these skills. Why? What's wrong with me being that to everybody and everything? But I'm sure that you, you probably at times felt burnt out, like, mm-hmm. you know, pro, you know, projects were back to back. So in terms of when you were starting to position yourself to say, hey, like, I don't really have to be everything to everybody. When when did you start getting into that lane? When did when did your perspective shift? Um, I would say I had a perspective shift when I noticed my- my son asking me to play video game with him more. And I mm. like, when I tell you that hit me like a ton of bricks, he may have been like seven, eight years old at the time. Um, now by this time, um, I had been divorced. So, you know, co-parenting and all that stuff. And mind you, my ex-wife is amazing. We're, we're great friends. Um, yeah. Um, so my son just said, Hey dad, can you play the game with me this week? I said, played the game last week. He's like, yeah, but you only played for five minutes and you got back on the computer and then you were on your phone. Imagine mm-hmm. hearing that from your seven-year-old. I was crushed. Yes. That is, that was the beginning of me learning the power of no and the beginning mm-hmm. of me 
recognizing my value and what I brought to the table to every client that I was working with and raise my prices and realize that they were still going to pay whatever price I raised it to. Tasha Cobbs was one of the first person to tell me that. She was like, Nick, I don't care what your price is. I'm paying it because I'm, I love everything you do for us. Let, let's go. And I'm like, wait, what? What'd you just say to me? Rewind <laughs> <laughs> huh? so, the tape. <laughs> run that back. Run that back one more time. And it took that, like it took my son saying that to me to realize like, yo, I cannot say yes to everything and I don't need to. I thought that I needed to in order to be seen as reliable. And that was also when I first started to outsource. I said, all right, but I know all of these other designers. We're cool. I see y'all on social media. You know, it was uh, back then it was like Facebook. Um, Do we have? Yeah, we had Instagram. Instagram. Um, so I, I was, I would reach out like, hey, you know, I'm kind of loaded right now. Could you take on this project from me? Yeah, sure. What would you want to pay me for that? Like, all right, I'll pay you this much. Oh, that's, that's way more than I get. Okay, cool. Boom. Take my percentage off the top. Still getting the work done. My client's still happy. So it was around that time when I started making that transition to where I had more autonomy for me to be, you know, and, and um, he talks about this a lot. You can't be winning work-wise and you losing family-wise. That's so right. I had to make sure that my, my relationship with my kids was A1. So the power of no became just like like number one priority. And it, and it saves your sanity and it, it keeps your peace, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. It keeps your peace. And also in terms of like your value system, you know, family and your kids are everything. So why there's no need to risk that uh, in terms of how you're going to approach, you know, your clients and your business. But inside of all of that too, you know, in terms of getting to where you are today, when you look back on failures, when you look at those moments, you know, what was that like when you kind of hit your first blow? When you were like, ah, this didn't go the way, this didn't go the way I thought. Oh, man. Uh, Let's go to 2016. Um, This was actually the year I met my my best friend, Nikki. Um, So I met Nikki out like, all right, I met Ian in 2014. I told him that day I met him, say, hey, anything you need, this is what I do. I gave him my business card. I didn't hear from him for three weeks. I was pissed. I'm like, damn, man, he ain't called me. Three <laughs> weeks later, I was high, I promise you, because I wanted to work with him. I watched his videos every day. Called yeah. me three weeks later. I, the conversation was like eight seconds. Hey, Nick, this E.T. Yo! Hey, alright, uh, my staff's gonna call you. Click. I'm like, alright, that was weird. Just hung up on me like that. Like, damn, E, okay, cool. And staff called me, and I started rolling with him. I started shooting his events. Um, I did the, all the design for his very first conference, the Greatness is Upon You conference. It was wow. in Hartford, Connecticut, 2014. It was like I did the, the logo, the, the tablecloths, the T-shirts, the banners, everything. I was like, I was like, oh wow, I did E's first event. Like it's crazy. Fast forward to 2016, I met Nikki. Didn't really know who she was. I just knew that whatever pictures I took, I had to get them to her. She was the social media person walking around with the cell phone. Sorry, right, cool. Didn't know who she was back then, right? I had a, a email inquiry come to my website. Like $15,000 budget. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. This has got to be spam. I've gotten these before. Right. You know, some Nigerian that says, hey, send me your social security number and your birth exactly. date and everything, and I'm going to wire this money to you. All right, buddy. 
So I called them out of humor. Like I'm, I'm laughing on the other end of the phone. Like, hey, uh, I just saw your email. What do you need? It's a company in New York, um, similar to Scholastic, that was building. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, they were redoing their um, their educational. Uh, website and library for the five boroughs in New York. And they needed me to redo the website and do book covers for like six series of educational books for parents who homeschool. And they sent me $7,500 that day as a deposit for the project. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I can... <laughs> what? Like, yeah. Okay. All right. So I was like, okay, cool. Started the project. They're loving everything. Um, mid-project, the woman who hired me for it, something happened where she was let go from the company and whoever took over wanted their their guy to finish. That was when I first felt my, like, it was a hard blow of failure because I'm like, wait, I'm waiting on another 7,500 here. And they sent me another three grand for my services for the, the time and all of that stuff. But I wanted to complete that project. Like, that was a milestone for me, like a $15,000 project. And they love it. And I'm like, I'm helping serve kids. And, you know, like, you kidding me? I'm doing book covers and stuff like that. I was hurting the fact that they went with somebody else. And I'm like, they're not better than me. Right. Why would you go with them? And that's also when I like I learned loyalty because I was still solo at the time. I learned that, you know, whoever they were with, they're so dedicated and loyal to them that they had to bring them on. It wasn't a matter of if my work was better. They were rocking with them no matter what. And it hurt, like it hit me so bad. It took me a while to get over that because I'm like, yo, this was my milestone project. This was I was going to market the hell out of that. Like, hey, look, yeah. I did 75 series of books and a website for a scholastic company in New York. I couldn't even do it. Major. I yeah, I couldn't market it because I didn't finish the project. Granted, the website, now mind you, it's changed today. This is this was four years ago. But at the time, everything that I had done up until that moment, they they were able to use it because they paid me for it. And at you know, and in that time I, I I didn't understand the business aspect of everything. I didn't understand copyrights and then like I you know, I could have still had some ownership of that in the where I could have marketed some of the book covers and things, but I didn't I didn't understand the business. And that was the downside of me rocking solo. So that blow hit hard. I promise you it did. Well, you know, I and I think that's important in terms of like we love our craft. We love our end product and result because that is our zone of genius. So, you know, tell us about even those other lessons that you've learned, you know, in terms of I know you're like, oh, no, not no systems. But how have things like <laughs> back end and understanding the importance of it. But tell us a little bit about how that has played a role in your success. Back end really was put on the back end for me for a long time. I was <laughs> I was legit um, bag driven early on because of all the responsibilities I had. I didn't I didn't understand that I needed systems in anything until me and Nikki decided to partner up. I didn't like my back end happened when I got around to it. I would check my emails like, OK, cool. I'm working on this. Whoever my client was at the time was my priority. If you weren't my client and you didn't send me a deposit, my communication was terrible. And it showed friends be like, hey, I told someone so to hit you up. They said you never got back to them. I'm like, eh, they're not my client. I'm sorry. 
And that's a terrible mindset to have. So right. I didn't really understand systems and everything until um, March 2019 when Nikki was like, yo, you should rock with us. I said, okay, let's go. I, like I, I needed a team. I wanted a team. I just didn't, I didn't know who to work with. I didn't have, you know, somebody else that, that could mirror my level of work that I, and I, I also was under the, the, um, the misinterpretation that they needed to be in Philadelphia where I lived. Mm-hmm. I thought that my team needed to be here. We needed to be in the office together, building together. Like I, I'm like, I, I need you to be right here. And so we were in Jamaica together when she asked me that. And when we got home, we all went our separate ways, but we, when I, I promise you, you know, like the squad is the squad and ain't nobody touching Absolutely. us. When we come together. We like the Avengers when we come together. So pretty it, much. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took me, it really took me rocking out with Nikki and Jose, Isaiah, the whole squad. It took me joining with them to understand that systems were needed because when I tell you my my life p- professionally has never been the same. <laughs> and it's all, it, it felt like it's been years. It's only been, what, 18 months? Yeah. Man. Yeah. It like it's been years. That, absolutely. And then, but in that span of time, though, uh, because in the environment that we're in, you know, it's about your community and who you are around that helps to grow you. You know, in how has your mindset even changed when you are with, a, you know, a different group of people? You know, how have how have you grown in those areas? I so working with them, you know, I, I had already been working with E on the side. I would just come together and meet like I didn't even know Jose. I would see Jose like, man, why is dude so quiet? He'll never speak. Just stand there holding his camera. Don't say what's up. Like I didn't I didn't speak to anybody. And it's crazy. Everybody that I know now, like everybody in ECA, I have pictures of these people. And I'm like, yo, I could have been cool with y'all in 2016, 2017. <laughs> I didn't get cool with nobody until 2019. <laughs> It's so bad. I got pictures of everybody and I did not speak. I was I was work driven. I came in, I took my pictures. Hey Nikki, you need these here. Take the car. Boom. I'm out. I didn't go to dinner with them afterwards. I didn't right. I got in my car, drove home, or I was on my flight on, on the way back to the crib. I didn't speak to nobody. Um being around them showed me a different level that that I could be at. And hearing affirmations from them on a daily basis, like, yo, Nick, you don't even know how dope you are. I'm like, well, what? I'm hearing this from you? Like, you dope to me. Like, you you get it done. Absolutely. From, like, Nikki's like, oh, man, I don't even know where to start with her. She, she just an- power, another power. universe. Another yeah, she, universe. She gets a, <laughs> you know, and she, she really put the, the battery on my back. So, like, when we say we each other best friend, we, we talk every day, all day. Like, we, we don't when we're not on the call together, we on FaceTime. If we're not on FaceTime, texting or something, she's sending me something two, three, four o'clock in the morning. Then we write back up eight o'clock, six o'clock sometimes working. So when I got with her and got with Jose and like all, all the game that they've been giving me, um, it's, it's just been crazy. So getting with them really fueled everything that I'm working on right now, which is I, I ain't telling nobody. If it fueled our individual projects and our projects that we have coming together, being with a team of, of everybody that's on the same page, it's, it's unmatched. Like it's, it's no limit to what you can do when you're rocking out with somebody else that's on the same mindset, the same page as you. You can all move forward together. It's, it's, I couldn't have asked for it. Like uh, I couldn't have asked for a better team. I promise you. 
and that's the I, that's the blessing of divine alignment right and being able to be aligned with people Absolutely. in the same thought pattern and pushing you in in motivation but one of the things um and just for context um uh, myself and and Nick and and others of, of deeper than the brand um also part of breathe university and so that is that's how I know you Nick uh, <laughs> but one of the things that one of the things that I've always liked about, well, the whole deeper than the brand brand squad, but especially you is the aspect of you being very personable in terms of tips, um, encouragement, um, and helping others. Has that, that's, has that always been like a focus of, you know, for you, because you talked a lot about mentorship, but I see that a lot. I mean, you've done it for me, you know, so many times, but has that always been a focus for you just to make sure that you're making sure that you're bringing people that are in your same space, other creators, and making sure that they have what they need to move forward. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, that actually hasn't always been in me at all. Um, okay. I, I uh, So going back to when I was in church heavy, I was always able to uh, speak life into somebody else's walk. So mm. I could, I always like, I call it like a sixth sense. I could always just know when somebody was going through something and I would just send them a random text. They're like, oh, how, how, yeah. how did you know? I haven't heard from you in months. I'm like, uh, I have no idea what I would call that. That's the, you know, that's God working through me, you know. Um, it. The first opportunity, and I still regret it to this day. And um, the guy actually reached out to me, I want to say a year ago um, on Instagram. He was one of my, the interns at the radio station back, you know, 2011. He wanted to do what I did. And, I, you know, I'm like, bro, I'm self-taught. I didn't go to school for this design world. I didn't go to school to learn how to code and do websites. I taught myself. So I don't know how to teach you. Mm. And he was crushed. He's like, bro, this is what I really want to do. And I'm like, bro, I have no idea how to teach you. He was sitting right next to me. I promise you, he was like a mosquito. I wanted to swat him. I'm like, bro, you got to get away from me. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't wow. work with you right. You breathing up mm -hmm. my neck. I can't do it. I, it's no way I'm going to be able to show you what I do with you sitting right next to me. Because I was coming from my mindset was, and it was, you know, that's a selfish thing. It's a selfish way of thinking. Like nobody gave me no handouts. I literally, you know, back when I was doing music, they asked me to start doing artwork. I found a copy of Photoshop, started working. I just, I didn't even know how to get a canvas on the screen to start designing on. That it was just gray for like three days. I'm like, how do I start designing on this app, man? Like, ain't nobody gonna tell me nothing. And I wasn't, <laughs> you know, and the the YouTube University wasn't available back then. I couldn't pull up YouTube how to do photos. Right. So 2006, you nobody was doing that on YouTube, doing tutorials and stuff like that. At least I couldn't find it. So I had an opportunity to help my man, and I I couldn't, I, I, or at least at the time I felt like I couldn't because I was still in the beginning stages of my journey, even though I was able to land that job and excel in it, I, I wasn't in a space where I felt like I could give back. You know, I climbed the ladder a little bit and I could reach up and bring him up. I felt like I was still on like the bottom step. And I feel like that was the front, like that was one of the, the and I, I probably, I hate this word, but that was one of the pivotal moments that I could have reached down and helped my man up to at least get to where I am now. Carl said it recently, even if you're a two, somebody else is a one or a zero. You don't have right. to be a 10 to reach down and help somebody else get to where you are. So someone is always 
where you are, someone is always seeking to get to that place. And, you know, I, I didn't know Carl back then, so he didn't tell me that. I, 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 told, I told my man, I said, bro, I can't help you. I'm sorry. You can watch me. You can sit here. But for me to, to show you step by step what I'm doing and what this brush is or what this line of code means, I can't do that. I want to say more, you know, more recently, it, it, it wasn't even anything that I just I, I thought of. I just started doing it. I started posting, you know, uh, before and afters. I started posting to I recorded screen recorded tutorials, like step by step process. I think my first one may have been in 2018. Um, I did like a photo manipulation. You see me, um, you see me hanging off some railroad tracks, but under me is a drone shot that I took off, off of Venice beach. And I recorded wow. how I did that. Like so many people were like, yo, how did you do this? How did you do that? I, I didn't answer them. And, and at the time, Instagram didn't have video. So when I, when, when, when they introduced a minute long video, I recorded like step by step how I did it. And like, that was the first of me like, okay, I'm gonna teach now. I'm gonna give back and show some people how I'm doing some of these things. And I want to do more of it. Like, why not? What's the point of holding on to all this for? I can't take it with me when I, when I check out. So yeah, I definitely want to get into more of that. Absolutely. And, and, you know, there is so much that you do share. And like I said, it will have uh, your social media handles and I'm in the show notes, but you know, you either teach through a Twitter post or it's, you know, how to edit something. Uh, and just those little nuggets, even for someone who's a, a, a non-designer, um, probably has really no business to be in Photoshop, shop, but I'm in it <laughs> just to, just so that I know enough. Because when I do kind of get to the outsourcing piece, I at least have some knowledge about how I kind of want the shadowing and kind of want those types of things. But, you know, in terms of, you know, telling our, our audience and, and individuals who are coming up um, in your industry and they're, they're, lo- they're looking for what the next step is and, and how to approach it. You know, what would you tell people in terms of, you know, hey, I'm a graphic designer, I'm a content creator, you know, what, would, what are some things that you would tell them as they're stepping out into their own and starting business and really leaning into their craft? Oh, there's so many things. My my main goal, and it's, it's funny, Jose calls me the motivational creator. My main goal is to help entrepreneurs, um, help people who have a nine to five, who have entrepreneurial aspects or they're, you know, they have like a side hustle. I want to help them avoid mistakes I made in my first eight years of business. Um, and that's, you know, that's something that I'm, I'm, I'm releasing first quarter of 2021. Um, it's my first eight years of failure, but obviously oh, wow. I failed because I'm still here, but you know, I want to help people avoid things that I went through, like being fully transparent. Yo, I went through this. This is what you should not do. Everyone is so many people, whether they're real or fake, got all the answers, right? I don't want to be, I'm never one to pretend that I have all the answers, but what the answers I do have are ones that I've actually experienced that I want to help you navigate through so you don't make that same mistake. Um, And that's kind of been the thinking behind those tweets that I put up on Instagram and behind some of the, um, the, the captions that I put, like I may take a dope drone photo go home color graded but that caption means something that's that's coming from an internal 
place from something that happened to me years ago, something that I've experienced. It, it's, it's always meaningful. So any way that I can help at this point, like that's where I am now, any way that I can give back. Now, mind you, as a creator, I'm always learning. The, this, this world that, that I'm in, it's innovations every single day. I'm, I, I watch the Adobe Max conference every year and I'm like, yo, wait, they're doing what? They're introducing this to Photoshop? This is an illustrator? What? And I like I have a I have accounts on Skillshare. I'm constantly learning. But what I already know, I want to pour that in. Like, hey, you want to know how I did this in 2017? This is exactly how I did it. This is the tool I use. This is the color grade method that I use. This is the method back then. Photoshop is, is new now, but this is the method that that I used to cut me out of that photo and put this background behind it. No, I wasn't standing on the edge of a of a plane that's impossible, but this is how I made it look like that. <laughs> and exactly, um, I just want to help. That's you know, I just I just want to help um, anybody that's that's not sure of how they could uh, have a nine to five and still find time to do other work and have a family at home. Like it's it's so many things that I feel like I could speak to and help any any entrepreneur or 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 anyone that's that's struggling with a passion that they want to pursue and they have no idea how to do it. Like you, you have to get systems in place. You have to find structure, scheduling, build, building up your own community with an email list. Um, make sure you're communicating with them, which you, you know, you gave me accolades on that. I've had about 900 people on my email list for at least three, four years. I've sent wow. two emails to them. <laughs> I checked my history and I said, wait, I didn't say nothing to these people since 2018. That's <laughs> terrible. But I you know you saw in the email, I said, thank y'all for sticking around. Cause mm-hmm. they could, and, I, and now mind you, I'm sharing this with you and you know, anybody who's listening from that email that I just sent in the last two years, only 22 people unsubscribed out of 961. Wow. And I had an 87% open rate, which is unrealistic. I, yeah. I, I worked in... Wow. I, I didn't even take you back this far. Khalif Towns was my first business partner. Um, he ran a company at that time called Urban Roundup, which transitioned into You Gospel Entertainment. We had an email list of 300,000 people that wanted faith-based emails. So any concert... This was before Instagram. Any concert that was going on any event, any, you know, women's conference or anything went through us. So I served as the graphic designer and systems person, which is crazy. I scheduled the emails for like three weeks out, making sure that they were sending out to these people. Or if it was, uh, if it was a market or a client that we had that only wanted to send an email to an Atlanta market for an event that they had coming up, I designed and sent out that information. So for me to know how to work email service and not contact those people for so long is absolutely terrible. But just going back to your question, if you're stepping out to be an entrepreneur, just make sure your systems are in place and that you have some kind of structure. Um, It's one thing to be able to get the work done. But if you're not communicating, if you're not answering emails, if you're not checking your DMs, if you don't have someone to engage on social media, like you can build up a following of three, four hundred thousand people. If you don't cater to that audience and at least answer the DMs and, you know, reply to the comments and engage with them, 
it's it's no point. It's it's like you're a shell. Like no one cares about this. So this is it's so many little things, small steps that you have to pay attention to in order to be successful in any level of entrepreneurship. I mean, that's uh, that's good, Nick. That's good in terms of being able to uh, make sure that hey, having a good foundation is key. Right. Mm-hmm. Having those systems, having the right people around, but also leaning into learning and education like you are for, like we all are forever learners. We're all going to be forever students growing um, in into our craft. Uh, well, Nick, thank you so much for being on season one of my podcast. It's been yeah. a really great, uh, really great interview. Uh, you are certainly a trailblazer. And I hope everybody who's listening I uh, can see that because uh, you've definitely le- left an imprint and an impression on myself and also your tribe and your community. And we just can't wait to see what 2121 brings for you. Let's uh, put out uh, your social media. Where can people connect with you? Because I know people are going to have questions and want to want to follow you and, and know what you're up to. OK, uh, so the first place you can connect with me on Instagram uh, at just Nick Rich. Um, that's N I C K R I C H is just Nick Rich. Um, you can email me at Nick at beastmodedigital.com. That will soon be transitioning to deeper than the brand. I will update you guys, um, when that announcement comes. Um, and my personal website, I am nickrich.com. Excellent. And we'll have everything in the show notes, guys. Thank you again, Nick. And oh, guys. Oh I man, it's you, been a blast. My first podcast. I have not done a podcast <laughs> before. At least six people asked me to do their podcast. You are my first one. So I, I, I listen, I am more than honored to be here. Um, thank you for having me for sure. Oh my goodness. I'm super geeked. And you guys, we're going to, uh, <laughs> we guys, we're going to uh, catch you guys on the very next episode. So you guys take care. All right. Thanks for listening to Conversations with Ask Ash. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the subscribe button and leave a review. I also would love to know, what did you like about this episode? So send me a direct message on Instagram at Ashley Schuler underscore. I'd love to know your thoughts. Until next time, I'll see you at the next episode.